0: Welcome to R.T. Digest, a Riverdale podcast. It's a podcast about a story about a town. Um, This week we are discussing the town that dreaded sundown. My name is Craig Byrne.
1: I'm Russ Burlingame and with us today is our special guest, my co-host from Delicious Flavor, a Psych Rewatch podcast, Jenna Anderson.
2: Hi everybody. I was like, I don't know where to pop in, but hi. I'm very happy to be here.
1: Jenna works with me at comicbook.com and she's one of the folks who covers Riverdale uh, aggressively and enthusiastic with me because uh, like everybody with good taste, she loves it.
2: <laughs> Thank
1: you.
0: And uh, Chris isn't here right now. He might join us in progress and it's a pretty sure thing he'll be on our next show though. So if you're listening for Chris, he's not on yet. You might want to fast forward. I don't know. <laughs> no, just kidding. Cause I think we're kind of cool. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh this episode uh before we started recording russ mentioned that uh the town that dreaded sundown was actually the title of a movie and the killer from that movie was seen when jughead was talking about some killers can we
1: yes can we the uh... phantom killer from Texarkana, and uh they made a, a feature film about his killing spree he was never identified and he very much seemed to be, from the get-go, even before The Town That Dreaded Sundown was announced as an episode title, an inspiration for the Black Hood with the kind of very homemade, like, if you look at the cover for The, the Town That Dreaded Sundown movie, it's, like, he just has, like, a sack over his head, like a, a canvas bag. You and know, we- so, Sorry. Sorry. No, I was just going
0: to say, when designing the cover for this week's episode of the podcast, like I do every week, I Mm -hmm. tried to emulate the cover of the poster for that movie. Yeah, yeah. so if you're listening to
1: this on on Podbean or iTunes or some other place where you can see Craig's cover art, uh, check that out. I think he did a pretty good job of, like, as soon as I saw it, I knew what he was going for, and I've seen that movie poster, like, twice ever. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) So... um... Should we start with Betty's package in the mail? Is that a good place to start?
1: Sure. Yeah. Seems like the most obvious, yeah. Yeah. Um, have we discussed... I, I know I, Jenna and I spoke about it last week, about the fact that he was motivated by Betty's uh, speech at the... At the Jubilee. Is that something that we talked about on Archie Digest? Because I feel like we had our suspicions even before last week's trailer essentially confirmed it. I don't think we
0: did talk about it last week. But now we know that's a factor. And, um, you know, I think Betty seems to feel some guilt over it. And which is why she wasn't forthcoming with the letter part of things and just had the code.
1: It's really interesting to me because we are seeing a totally different side of Betty in some ways. Like last year, she was very much about bringing everything to light. Yeah. And this time, it seems like she is almost doing the Archie thing of trying to keep stuff from the world so that she can take all that responsibility on herself.
2: Mm hmm.
1: In a way, that goes for I... Mother.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. yeah if you think crazy. about it. Yeah. Well, and I also find it funny that she, like, brings up Archie in particular, where she's like, Archie won't, like, will he forgive me if he finds out that, like, the, the Black Hood was inspired by my speech and then went and mm-hmm. tried to kill his dad and whatever. Like, the fact that she brings that up is kind of interesting, too, because it, like, reflects that duality of it.
1: I'm also really interested in the prospect of what happens when the Black Hood finds out that that is how she's approaching this. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like when you have, for whatever reason, set her up as like a, a hero figure to this crazy person, there is a, an inherent danger to if she doesn't live up to his uh, you know, her expectations, which actually I thought might be something they played with this week, and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. Good day.
0: Yes. So now Chris Whew. is joining us. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Chris.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm Jenna. <laughs> I'm I was your somewhat replacement for this episode, but I'm glad to be here with all of you. Then.
3: Oh, cool! I hope you were much better than I was because I'm not very good. Oh. She
0: has better hair than you. <laughs> uh, calm down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a topic that's come up multiple times already.
0: <laughs>
3: I I hear tell that anytime I'm not around, my hair is a point of discussion. I don't know how it happened, but I'm okay with it.
2: <laughs>
3: it's uh, so, like just the anyway,
1: shorthand for when I explain. Oh, he's my. We we have we have three of us. There's there's the comic book guy. There's the the Smallville guy, and then there's the guy with the hair. <laughs> oh,
0: I was not the <laughs> one to mention God. Smallville. <laughs> <Damn> it, <Ron. laughs> I was not with <laughs> the hooker today. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Jay and Silent Bob. It always goes back to Jay and Silent Bob.
3: <laughs> well, someone has to take it back there.
1: <laughs> so we were talking about, uh, it, we, we really just got started, but we were talking about Betty's, uh, the potential for danger that seems inherent in Betty being this paragon of virtue and honesty in the eyes of the serial killer, and then... This week, we see her already starting to withhold information and to do things that benefit only her, and whether that could be a serious danger to her safety just so as I'm, the show just goes so I'm forward cleared.
3: in this epi- this is the episode where she gets the letter. Yes yes okay sorry I watched i listen, I may have watched three episodes back to back. <laughs> um, but, but I think I, I have them all separated out in my head.
1: This is the town that dreaded sundown, which is helpfully um, name-dropped in the closing monologue. So, yes, <laughs> yeah, and also a great episode
3: title. Yeah, oh yeah,
2: definitely.
3: But yeah, Betty is. I, I got Betty, man. I don't even know where to start with Betty at this point. <laughs> but I do feel bad for her. I feel yeah. really bad for her that she's the one.
0: Yeah, and also I'm, she, you know, for all this time, she was the one. That you know she'd be cracking codes with Jughead, and now he's doing that with someone else.
3: Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> I need her gone. Really? Oh, listen, she's great, but no. <laughs> I, I, eat- I listen. I hate shipping. I think it's stupid. Unless we're talking about Dawson's Creek, in which case the answer is Pacey and Joey, or you're not a human being. But. I love Betty and Jughead, and I don't I don't like this other woman butting her head into all this.
0: <laughs> and causing like, drama by letting Betty know that Jughead was lying about who he sits with at lunch.
2: Yeah, and then right? she drops that and just, like, walks away. Which is the moment with her and Kevin when he's like, I'll walk you home. No, wait, you'll walk me home. It's like, <laughs> that was, was perfect.
3: That was such a beautiful, beautiful Kevin moment when, yeah. <laughs> when he thought he had the upper hand, and then he realized, like, Oh no, no, not at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I here's the thing. The only thing that bugs me about uh about Tony's story in this episode is is that she seems to have turned like real hard into the uh into the potential third prong of a love triangle in terms of like that seemed to be what she set out to do this episode. Mm whereas that doesn't like i didn't get that from her in her first in her previous appearance
3: see i i looked at it, it could be because of that but also to me i felt like maybe maybe it's less about like trying to romance jughead away and more about like getting him on the, the side of the south side because so far all she knows about jughead is that literally everyone he knows is from a rich white affluent family yeah yeah and he's the trailer park trash.
0: <laughs> Unless it's the Mark Wade reboot, in which case... It's not. Well,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, so, so yeah. I, Tony, I, I don't...
1: She seems nice, but I don't trust her, whatever yeah. she's up to. I definitely don't trust her, and I'm super concerned. Like, the fact that when Jughead and the Serpents had their, like, tete-a-tete in the cafeteria over Archie...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: the fact that mm-hmm. she literally just sat there and watched it play out and like yeah. the acting that she was doing was very like it, the fact that she was sitting there taking it all in I felt like was meant to be noticed
2: yeah
3: yeah He, she I, I don't trust her man <laughs> I don't know
1: I also think it's interesting that both Hiram and the serpents have this same basic idea which is that we don't know who this dude is, but he can certainly be harnessed to our ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, again, it's, it's always interesting with Hiram because like, I think that there's... You, since we don't know what he's up to, but we know he's a bad dude, it's easy to think that he's got some kind of one-to-one relationship to this character. But I, I still really don't believe that. I still... Re- like. I don't know one of the very few things that I've ever heard that character say that I think that I believe to be true is when he told the, when he told uh, Veronica that he was not responsible for the dude who shot Fred Andrews because of how surprised Hermione looked.
2: Yeah.
3: I, yeah, I mean, I, I go, I go back and forth on Hiram because there are some instances when I think like, yes, he's, he's, he's not always on the up and up, but maybe underneath it all, he's a nice guy. Then there's other times where I'm like, he's a mustache twirling villain who has all of these people and me snowed. Yeah. And this this episode was a big step in that direction because he's so good at playing so lovably evil is a weird way to look at it.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true though. Yeah, it's... He, we talked about this a little bit before, but like he's the first person who has been a real like a villain who's fun to watch outside of Cheryl. Although I I, I don't think Cheryl is a straight up villain in the way that Hiram is, mm-hmm. right?
3: But I will say early in uh, season one, Cheryl Cheryl was way more villainous early in the series than she has become or became later in that season, with the
1: exception of the season two premiere.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh God! No, with the, no. Season two, where she premiere, was like, Dr. I didn't D. even look at that. film. <laughs> she was just like a sociopath. She yeah. could have been the. She could have been the black hood. I would not have been surprised. <laughs> but then Sheriff Killer hey,
1: wouldn't be the black hood. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, if Cheryl was the black hood, she w- He would not have been able to get away because the heels.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: he also would not have
3: been him. built like a man.
1: Well, yeah. With those weird green eyes. But, uh, yeah, the... Uh, Hir- Hiram is, is interesting in this one because one of the things that I think he can do with other people that he can't do with Veronica, and that probably is going to be what leads him down the path of the traditional why he hates Archie in the way he does in the comics, is just the effortless lying... Like just straight up lying to her face and telling her that uh, he doesn't trust anybody who's doing what Archie's doing and that he has no idea where he would have gotten that idea. And I think that probably what we're going to find is the reason he can do it so effortlessly is because most of the time people don't call him on it. So I suspect that when Veronica starts developing a pattern of calling him on it, that's going to become a problem for them.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, and I was personally surprised at how quickly like Hermione went from, Oh, Archie's a great guy to like, you need to, you can never see him again. Like you need to break up with him right now and whatever, Mm. like that, that escalation. And then Hiram's response to it, I thought was really interesting.
3: It's for me, it's, it's, it's the, it's the weird story of Hermione this year where she's gone mm. from sort of nice... Like, not just nice mom, but, like, a character where you're not suspicious of every single move she's making yeah. to flat-out bad guy.
2: Yeah.
1: No, and, that's totally...
2: But, but
3: at the same time, when I look at it realistically... Listen, I'm not a parent. You can speak to, You can speak to this, Russ. If I had a daughter... And her boyfriend was posting videos on there of like, we're going to fucking kill you, dog. We're going to track <laughs> yeah. you down like a mutt and kill you. I might be like, I don't think you're going to hang out with that kid anymore.
1: Yeah, I had that conversation yeah. in, in Slack today at work with like, one of our yeah. other writers. our other writers. Because uh, uh, she was like, She was like, Weatherby is Weatherby so overreacting is so to this, overreacting this whole thing. This. I don't know why I'm echoing in my <laughs> ear. Wait, wait, you're, wait. You
3: said that or your coworker said that?
1: My my coworker said Weatherby was wildly overreacting by suspending the football team. And I'm like, I don't know, man, if the captain of the football team and a bunch of shirtless teenagers committed like a felony on the internet, maybe my football team is suspended till it's all straightened out too.
2: Yeah.
3: Thank you, thank you for mentioning the fact that it was shirtless teenagers because that scene is still so <laughs> puzzling to me. Yeah,
2: I was, like, I was like waiting to throw that in. It's like the video on, on its own is bad enough, but like the Chippendale dancer aspect of it like takes it to a whole other yeah. weird level. So
1: somebody, uh, somebody, I can't remember who tweeted about it right after the episode aired last week and pointed out that like I love that there's three random dudes who just opted to keep their shirts on. Yes. <laughs> I just wonder why Kevin has
0: to go to the woods to find men when he can just watch Archie's videos. That's fair.
3: <laughs> oh, hold on. I may... Yeah. So the the big fight. <laughs> the I don't know what all you guys have talked about yet. Have you talked? About, have you talked about? We the literally started to... with
1: Betty, and that's you. You oh, got okay. here like eight minutes after we started the show. Perfect.
3: Okay, so. So we haven't talked about sort of like the, how the video quickly went viral in this small town and Yeah, everyone knew about it. And almost immediately the entire gang was like, we're out. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. if they, what did they expect was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was, I I was very know. confused by it. It's like, you guys all took off your shirts and put on these masks in front of a camera with the intent of people seeing this video. Yeah, and other people like... have
1: seen this video, you're like, oh no, what have we done? I feel like Archie at least has the, like, at least he understands that, like, he was doing what he was doing. Like, mm-hmm. how do you take part in something like that and not understand, oh, by the way, we are intentionally provoking the serial killer?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got hit on the uh, head a lot of times while playing football.
1: That's fair.
3: Yeah, I hope season three is a serious like take on like the concussion thing.
0: <laughs>
3: it'll explain that's,
1: why that's Chuck Clayton was
0: such an asshole last
1: season. Yeah, there you
2: go.
1: see, it it goes from noir detective to horror horror slasher, and then season three is going to just everyone's going to be a Will Smith movie. <laughs> and season four really will be straight weird.
0: up Archie comics. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, um, I found it interesting that, you know, when Archie's going around with the gun, it's like, uh, instead of Archie meets the Punisher, Archie is the Punisher. Yeah.
3: Archie's so stupid! (laughs) I forgot about the gun thing! Like, what (laughs) you moron!
0: I like pulling the gun on those serpents while he's, like, vandalizing the south side with his circles.
2: Yeah.
3: Right. Like you literally went into their neighborhood and graffitied on their storefronts, and you're like, "No, man, I got a gun. Back off. Who are you? Like you make terrible decisions all the time, but like waving a gun around at gang members is probably not the best way to go about your business. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. On the other hand, those are some pretty stupid gang members because after he pulls a gun on them and they all (laughs) run away, they then go to his house without guns of their own. So, True. May, yeah. Maybe they, they were going
3: to tell his dad.
1: Uh, maybe. Like, apparently, they were. Apparently, they were just counting on Veronica having confiscated his gun,
3: and th- 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 fake thrown it into Sweetwater River.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also did they like I, I feel like I missed the point where the gun ended up in the toilet at the school because then all of a sudden I yep. was like whoa that is like a very stupid thing to be doing like some janitor could like be in that bathroom and then all of a sudden be like what the hell is going on
3: isn't that where they hid the gun in Godfather 2 probably yeah, that's, where they just hide,
1: that's just where they hide guns And a I mean uh, it, it seems so weird but it seems first of all why the hell
3: did he take it to school yeah, I don't know. like he has a house and a garage <laughs> filled with musical equipment. Put it somewhere there. Don't take it. Don't you, like you take a gun to school. It's literally a federal offense.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's a very special episode waiting to happen.
3: Oh <laughs> yeah, oh, like God. that episode of Degrassi. Oh, <laughs> in a wheelchair forever.
0: Yeah, it was Dylan Spross, wasn't it? Oh wait, no, that was just a picture the other week. Uh, what? Did you see that picture? Uh Cole's brother did a photo shoot where he looked just like Rick from Degrassi, and somebody huh. tweeted like no. he looks like he's about to shoot Drake. Oh no <laughs> which was really tasteless but really funny, and it got like retweeted all over the internet. It's very I funny didn't, but i'm I'm,
3: I'm looking at it right now, oh my God,
0: <laughs> he looks just like Rick, doesn't he?
3: Did they just throw some mustard on him. <laughs>
0: So, wow. It went there.
1: <laughs> so but yeah, I, I don't understand... What, yeah. Again, Archie does dumb things. I love the fact that he's actually at least like doing target practice <clears throat> this episode. It's like we get one quasi-responsible moment with the gun, and then an entire episode it, about how he's doing dumb things. Very quasi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very quasi so-
0: so, did anyone beyond Jana and I recognize the name Wilbur Wilkins?
2: Yes. Uh, I yes. Yeah.
0: Which, of course, I, was I, one I of the Archie knockoff books. It. Yeah. yeah. It was like Archie Comics' other Archie. <laughs> no relation to Bingo Wilkin, who is Jughead's cousin.
3: <laughs> who we'll see yeah, in Riverdale Season like
0: 4. Yes. That oh. Wilkin boy. He'll get his own spinoff.
2: Oh,
1: God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Instead of all, like, DC superheroes, it'll just be, like, four days of Archie Comics characters.
1: See, I'm looking forward to the inevitable crossover where the Dominators team up with uh, Cosmo the Merry Martian. Fair. (laughs) Cosmo the Merry
0: Martian, yeah. That actually would have been kind of like a fun little Archie-DC crossover instead of a Dominator that just used Cosmo last night. On mm-hmm. Legends. Mm-hmm. Or two nights ago. Wait, no, it was last night.
3: Yeah. I'm just trying to figure wait, out the time. Was... Wait, wait, out. wait, wait, wait. I haven't watched Legends yet. The Dominators are in it?
0: Yeah. Yes. Kinda. Interesting. No, totally. The, the yeah. mom.
1: Well, he hasn't seen it yet. Come on. Thanks, Greg. Let <laughs> me to tell you how Twin Peaks ends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs>
3: um. <laughs> And I don't so, think you can uh, explain
0: how Twin Peaks ends, but go on. <laughs> I, would, I, would just,
3: I would just yell gibberish into a microphone for a half an hour and be like, you figure it out. I don't know.
0: <laughs> It'll be a long car ride. Oh,
3: God. Uh, Anyways. Uh, looking, looking at sort of the, the, I almost said hoedown. It wasn't a hoedown. <laughs> the fight. Throwdown. <laughs> Between yeah. The, the, I prefer hoedown between uh the football like i guess the football team and Dilton Doily, for <laughs> some reason and the southside service
2: i just love how much like dilton is just like all in on this stuff yeah it, it just like expands him Did so much as a character he was
0: there? I don't he's know. just a violent little boy <laughs> yeah. who well, just wants to be around violence
1: yeah i mean he's he's the one who provided the gun Maybe yeah. maybe now that the gun's gone, we won't see Dilton for another 11 episodes.
0: He also got stabbed or something.
2: Yeah, we have yeah. to, like, at least see, like, one scene of him being okay. Like, they said that he's okay, but I'm sure, like, he'll be at the school at one point in this season, and then we'll never see him again.
0: No, no he'll get tarred and feathered and come to school with a gun and... Oh,
2: God.
0: I hope he, he has a limp.
3: I hope they just give him a limp. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I noticed they purposely were having Luke Perry move a little more slowly than usual, which was nice. Mm
3: -hmm. I I like to think that's true speed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's not that old. He's AARP old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Forget about that. He's still not Gabrielle Carteris old, though. Wow. Who is? She could play the real Grundy.
1: (laughs) The real Grundy of Beverly Hills. Oh
0: God!
2: That'll be like the Thursday night, na- or that. Yeah, that'll be like the Thursday night, um, CW Archie spinoff.
0: Real Grundy yeah. of Beverly Hills. Uh, this
1: by the way, speaking teachers. of Grundy, yes, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of an odd thing. Uh, during a recent interview with Glamour, Roberto mentioned that the kid who she was seducing in the premiere might come back at some point soon. Is it Harvey? And no, uh, it's. Oh. His name is Ben. He doesn't have a last name. But what's interesting is he's the kid who worked at the snack counter in The Last Picture Show.
0: Really? Yeah. Which Are you sure they didn't just recycle the actors?
1: It's very. I mean That, that was my thinking. Is I'm like, you know, it's one of two things. Either they liked him in the bit part and they decided to give him something slightly larger. Or uh, it could entirely be that when they go to investigate what she was up to before she... Uh, got killed. That they realized, like, oh, she was screwing this kid who has like ties to a serpent hangout and all this other stuff.
0: Well, you know, Chris just mentioned Harvey. I thought I read somewhere that Harvey was in a season one episode of Riverdale. Hmm.
1: I didn't notice him if it was true. If it was true, but yeah. But I then again, I mean, at at the beginning of this season, you wouldn't have recognized Midge unless you read the closing credits of the premiere. So,
0: yeah, correct, sure, right. So hopefully we'll be hearing about Sabrina casting sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, I, I'd expect... they've been, already started. Yeah, I mean, they've been... It was like three weeks ago that somebody sent us a, a message on the Archie Digest Facebook page that was, hey, did you see their casting? And
0: and we're like, we already posted articles about that. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> mean, the
1: weird thing... I didn't see is, any of it. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, it's... Yeah, Why it's, don't you guys ever keep me in the
3: loop on things, man?
1: I, I just always assume you know. You're a freelancer. You've got to hustle.
3: I know about <laughs> Sabrina, though.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, all we had was uh, David Rappaport tweeted a script page and said, like... So oh, no. Yeah, I think it oh, that was yeah, That's right. That's right. Yeah. But well, some, I got that, yeah. And it it's said great. something along the lines of, like, the search begins. Um, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was Harvey and Sabrina, yeah, or Ben
3: and Sabrina, as the case may be. Who knows? But yeah,
1: the uh, uh, that was just one of those odd things, and and it's yeah, I, I, my initial gut feeling was like, ah, eh, that doesn't mean anything. He's a Vancouver extra who got re- reused, but with this show, you just never know, and it's always worth at least yeah. mentioning, like, hey, I did notice this thing. So of course, this
0: is a that- show, also though, where. They'll change Dilton's on us and expect us not to notice, That's which true. we didn't until the end of the year.
1: That's true, too. <laughs> Wait, they changed Dilton's? Yeah, the guy in the pilot is a totally different Dilton than the one who showed up from, like, episode 10 on. Oh. No, is
0: 3, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, same deal. Hmm.
3: That's all right. Like I mean. the- Did you guys know that they actually changed Reggie's between season 1 and 2? Mind blown. And somehow
0: Reggie has a total New York (laughs) accent now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really strong. yo, Archie. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I forgot what the line was, but the moment when he's like, Archie didn't rat me out to Keller, and that's like a really, that makes you amazing, and whatever, I forget the exact line, but like, that was just great.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very. It was very Sopranos. (laughs) Yeah, but
0: it was. But it was also a very Reggie line, like from the comics too. Oh yeah, like you know Reggie was always mischievous.
3: I don't don't, like. I like new Reggie, but I don't like how he's almost a villain. Like, not he's like a okay. He's kind of a well-meaning sort of villain, I guess. Yeah, he just doesn't seem like a good dude. And Reggie last season didn't seem like a terrible
2: dude. He seemed alright. But he yeah. also was like barely in season one, so.
3: Sure. so the only reason he was good is because we oh, didn't get to know him.
0: <laughs> I don't know, because remember that deleted scene from the season one finale where he <laughs> hit on poly- something really vulgar. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yes, but deleted scenes are not canonical, Craig. <laughs> uh,
0: probably, yeah. Although but, it would be, uh, be awesome if Yeah. No, but uh yeah I think he needs to go to kJ's vocal coach because kJ is doing a great, just regular American accent
3: he really is it's yeah. it's
0: just dropped the New York I, I know we
3: it seems to be something we talk about every week this season, but like it, it is really impressive how much better kJ has gotten over season one mm-hmm. and he wasn't terrible in season one, but it was very obvious that like a, he was not American. And uh, B, he was just kind of a, a dumb puppy. And <laughs> a lot has changed for both Archie and the guy playing him, I think.
0: And as yeah. intense as the scenes are with Archie, especially this week, yeah. I think KJ yeah. is doing a great job of selling it. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. even just when he walks in the room and he just looks like he's pissed off and haggard. Yeah.
3: I gotta you know. believe some of it has to do, he just, he's more comfortable in the role by this point.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, he was not... Like, he didn't have a lot of acting experience when he came to Riverdale. So I feel like probably there was an element of just getting accustomed to... I mean, playing a role on TV is so much different than playing a role in a feature film or on stage where you do it once and it's done. Like, you have to live in Archie's skin. And I feel like he's a lot more comfortable in that location than he was the first time around. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Plus, I—I I mean, I would assume being the lead of a show like this, he realizes the huge responsibility that comes with that, and he's realizing, you know, there are millions upon millions of people watching, and if he sucks, the show might suck. Maybe. Then again, Smallville was on for ten seasons.
2: <laughs> <Uh-oh>.
0: <laughs> I mentioned it twice now. I don't
3: even—I don't even know what Smallville is. <laughs>
0: well, it, it was a. The T V show that lasted for ten seasons on the WB and the CW. It was supposed to be about a guy becoming Superman, but the douche who was on the show wouldn't put on a costume. The so is, oh,
3: the red blue blur guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
3: Up up and super jump away. Stuff like that. I get it. <laughs> oh.
0: Um
3: I but yeah, anyway, KJ's KJ's doing great. He's very he seems so much more committed to it all now that he sort of had a chance to live in it for a while, and I'm glad. Because we didn't have a lot of complaints about season one, but if there was a place to nitpick, it was like, well, Archie's just kind of fine. Mm-hmm.
2: He's, not, yeah. he's,
3: not as, he's not embracing it or as stand out as the characters all surrounding him.
2: Well, and I feel like yeah. part of that is the writing, too, because it's like, Archie had his relationship with Grundy, and then for, like, the other <laughs> third of the season, it was just, like, me and my music and whatever. Meanwhile, like, Veronica and Betty and Jughead are more kind of dealing with, like, meatier plot lines, I would say. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it's, like, the material also giving him more to do, as well as him being more comfortable in the role. Yeah,
0: this Absolutely. year's plotline is very much about Archie, whereas yeah. Jason Blossom didn't have much to do with Archie at all.
3: Well, yeah, that, and that's, and, and yeah, the fact that he's actually given stuff to do now that's not just like, I got a guitar, and I like
0: kissing girls, it's How great. music
2: <laughs> and football, <laughs> like?
0: Well, and also, it was an early, you know, complaint about, no, it was an early complaint about the show, though, the whole Archie Grundy thing made a lot of the original viewers very uncomfortable, it seems. Yeah. Like that was the only negative in a lot of the early reviews. Mm-hmm. So you know, now that Grundy is firmly in the past, not coming back, dead as a doornail until the next until they do an afterlife episode, we're good.
2: Ooh. I'm just like zombie Grundy would be awesome. I like I do want to see that because that would be I want to see
0: dead. both Grundys, like zombie yes. Grundy yeah. and the person she stole the life of.
1: Yeah, I I do want to just point out. Because this came up. um, In that same Glamour interview I was talking about earlier, Roberto talked about the decision to kill Grundy. Oh, he did? And and he said that uh, part of it came out of the fact that the fan reaction to that story was so brutal and so many people targeted Sarah Uh was He actually said something along the lines of Sarah was nice enough to come back for an episode this season. Which really gave me the impression that the the responses she got from the audience slash the internet uh, so disturbed her that she wanted out.
0: See, I never knew that. That's kind of terrible because she did a great job in selling the role.
1: Yeah, that's
3: the thing. Like, she was really great on the show, and yeah. I think I I understand that a lot of people found fault with that storyline, but I feel like the way it. Played out in the end should were that the way it was always meant to play out. Re, that, not necessarily. I don't think redeem is the right word, but I think it makes sense of why that storyline is what it was. Like right. by the end of it, she was shown to be a predator. Mm-hmm. She was a she was a child abuser. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean nobody's chasing after Leanne Hunley for being Ms. Jacobs. That's
1: fair. Sure. Nice. But then again, so, that, that was that, that was pre-social media. I mean, yeah, there is absolutely. In the same way that we talked about, um, and I'm blanking on this poor actress's name, Tony Topaz, Vanessa, uh, <laughs> yeah. When the same way we talked about Morgan getting death threats because she's ostensibly going to break up Bughead. What? From people who hadn't, oh, you hadn't heard of? I thought we talked about that. But yeah, that that, that we was might the have. thing. <laughs> And it was one of those See, things where you're just... All right,
3: I take back my critiques of Tony.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, why can't people yes. just be fans of things and just sort of absorb the story and go along with it? The moment you have to reach out to the actor themselves, you're like, I don't like this, idiot. You've yeah. gone too far.
2: Yeah.
1: Which, I mean, to to be fair, there's been... There was, like that response by a handful of fans and then there's been a a pretty roundly received rebuking of it from the rest of the riverdale fandom Mm -hmm. uh i think it's it's helpful that on riverdale as opposed to like some of the superhero shows that are super male dominated you have a a larger female fan base and, and since shippers in many people's like heads at least i don't think this is necessarily true but at least in a lot of people's heads that's the female portion of the fandom uh, I think Riverdale is going to be a little bit less awful to shippers, and and so I feel like theoretically you're going to see some spats, but I don't think it's going to get as ugly as like on the superhero shows.
2: Mm-hmm. Good. I hope. <laughs> Hopefully.
1: Yeah,
3: that's a, like I. I mean, obviously we're still early in it.
1: Yeah. Um.
3: But the fact that they paired up. Archie and Veronica, and they paired up Betty and Jughead, and yet there's still such a big su- fan base support group. I guess for just how awesome Betty and Veronica are together. Yeah, like I feel like I feel like people are connecting with these characters as something other than, and not even just the people are connected with all four of these main characters as something other than just a love interest. Yeah, which is something we run into a lot with stuff like, and I. I don't don't let the internet know I said this, but it's stuff we've run into with, like, The Flash, where mm-hmm. people champion, like, well, no, Barry and Iris have to be together. It's like, yeah, but who is Iris outside? I was like, well, she's like, I don't know, a journalist, maybe? But they have to be together. And and she gets a character like that, which has so much potential, sort, essentially gets boiled down to, like, the girl who gets to fall in love with The Flash, who's very flaky and kind of awful. <laughs> That we don't really have that on this show. These are yeah. all, all four of these are such round, well rounded characters. And while, yes, KJ as Archie is the lead, essentially, like they're all really kind of leads in their own right. They all have their own stories, they all have their own characters and personalities, and they all
1: sort of drive the show. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a little bit last year, but as a reader of the comics and as a, just a person who exists in pop culture, I never particularly liked Veronica uh, and Cammy just knocked it out of the park to such an extent that very quickly in season one, she was my lead character. Like, she was my favorite character on the show.
0: Hmm. She's I'm great. still team Cheryl. I know she's batshit crazy, oh. but I'm still team Cheryl. <laughs> oh,
3: Cheryl I thank you, Michelle,
0: for the t-shirt. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Cheryl is an entirely other
1: force unto herself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is. A, we didn't see her this week, did we? Or did yeah. we?
2: We saw her passing yes. out t-shirts, and then uh, walked... I
0: don't believe that Cheryl would wear a shirt that gaudy. But yeah,
2: and we saw her walking home with the River Vixens because it was like they can't walk home if it's dusk. They all walk in yeah. a pack instead of alone. That was like all we saw of Cheryl.
1: Which again, like I don't mind that much. I think we saw the same thing from Josie, right? We, wasn't she passing out t-shirts too? Maybe. Uh, but I mean. Here's the thing, like there is no, that she's element.
0: still on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: she was harsh, she was bro.
1: She's been in literally every,
0: every episode. Ago.
1: Yeah. But she's I mean, in a coma
0: with Thea. <laughs> oh
3: God. <laughs> oh.
1: Don't but, bring Arrow
3: uh, into this. People just get upset.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you're the one who's bashing Iris. I'm just saying. No,
3: <laughs> I no, I wasn't bashing Iris. I love that. That was the point I was making. Was I love Iris, and I wish that she was able to get more well-rounded as a character, other than like the love interest who happens to be there all the time.
1: Hmm. 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 <laughs> now here, here's the thing that uh, struck me this this episode. There seems to me to be a very small num- pool of suspects to be the black hood right now yeah because we have okay yeah it's somebody who was at the jubilee but it was also somebody who knows like the children's book that betty used to read 15 years ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so that, that would was- disqualify smithers Yeah, presumably, unless, like, I mean, I I guess anybody could theoretically get access to library records because she, you know, she took it out from the library instead of buying a copy.
0: By the Mm -hmm. way, I think I had that Nancy Drew book as,
1: like, a hand-me-down from my sister. Nice. I should try to publish Published in the late 70s. I should try to search it out and see whether this code is actually in there or whether they made something up and then just said it works. (laughs) But, uh... I don't know, I mean... We, we kind of dismissed and disqualified Hal early on last season, and I feel like he is the obvious suspect right now. Yeah. Like, the Black Hood so far has shown a fixation with both his wife and daughter, and knows weird things about Betty that most people uh-huh. don't know. What color are his eyes? They are not green enough to be the Black Hood as has yeah. been pictured. We talked about that in the first episode of the season, I think. Yeah. But he could have wore contacts true, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that's like I think that because the eye color is the only like real clue that we have had to work with, uh, I think the fact that like okay, but it's eye color, and literally anybody could be wearing contacts is becomes a wrench in the works of any serious discussion of the the identity that doesn't take other factors into account besides his appearance
3: mm-hmm. Yes,
1: but at the same
3: time, Hal doesn't seem smart enough to remember to put in context.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really a th- like he's a <laughs> dude who got kicked. Like he's a dude who got kicked out of his house and didn't think to take all the incriminating evidence that could tie him to a murder investigation. Right?
3: Yeah, he's dumb. I love Hal, kind of, but he's dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he does look. Again, he's got the same thing as Archie going on this episode. He looks just haggard and beat down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, life what color eyes?
0: What color eyes does Tom Keller have? Uh,
1: I'm not sure. They they are somewhere in the like brown hazel green continuum. But again, okay. like that was why that was why I like. Pointed in the direction of Smithers early on because when we had nothing to go on except for his appearance, mm-hmm. Smithers was the person with the most obviously green eyes and like salt and pepper hair so that he could do the gray eyebrows. Uh, and this
0: episode had what I think was our first mention of Mrs. Keller. Yeah.
1: yeah uh, uh, although good. very obliquely, I think the implication so, there is that they're obviously estranged because he says, he even told my mom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I also sorry. One one thing I did want to because I'm going to forget about it in a minute. Uh, did anybody else was anybody else struck by Tony saying, "What do we know about this guy? He's in his mid 40s, like every serial killer." He <laughs> yeah. I'm just Makes like
3: you know an awful lot about someone she doesn't know at all.
2: Well, yeah. and also it's kind of funny that it's like this overarching assumption when, like, when she's naming serial killers earlier, it's like like a very wider range of like ages and and appearances yeah like eileen warnos it's like she she knows that there's more than one profile for a serial killer and yet she's like oh it's like every serial killer
0: yeah well also she knew that much yet she and the serpents did not know that jughead was like best friends with archie that was a little weird
1: yeah i mean there's there's a lot of weird little things that kind of break down when you actually try to think about them in terms of this storyline with the serpents and Archie. Yeah. Uh, also, the fact that, I mean, not for nothing, the fact that Tony has such just fucking disdain for Betty makes no goddamn sense when mm-hmm. you consider that, okay, so if we're going with the assumption that this is literally the same town, because they, you know, with, with the Riverdale parents threatening to defund Southside High, clearly that, this is like- not...
2: That, Another... Yeah,
1: yeah why well, would they want to do that, though, and put all those
0: kids out on the street where they'll exactly, cause more damage?
1: Exactly. But, but So here's my thing. If, if this is the same school district, I have the hardest time believing that, like, you had Betty go to the Jubilee and, like, piss off all the rich white people by advocating on behalf of F.P. Jones and that all the people on the South Side just didn't hear about it because she's the worst hmm <laughs> Okay, I have a theory.
0: Uh-huh. Maybe Tony Topaz is either friends with or grew up with Chick. It's possible. And oh. that's why she hates Betty.
1: It's mm-hmm. possible. I mean, it, it's, it would explain at least something about... Yeah. It almost,
2: the, though, it would feel like a repeat of Cheryl hating Betty because of Polly.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, well, and plus, like, we don't know that, obviously, we know Chick Cooper is coming. Yeah. But I I have a hard time believing that that's a name he's, like, he's been talking about his identity as a member of the Cooper family all this time. Yeah. And Riverdale, as much as there are clearly two sides of this town that hate each other, it is not a very big place. No, And if there was a dude going around saying, yeah, you know, uh, I'm Betty Cooper's brother, and I hate her. (laughs) That would for sure get back to her. Yeah. Because everybody talks in this town.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the other... Like, if everybody talks in this... I I don't know. Again, I'm overthinking it, but this whole thing with the serpents and Archie and Betty and this thing, it feels like, okay, the town isn't big enough for them to not know the things they need to not know for this episode to work. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, Archie was the kid who was sleeping with his teacher.
1: Yeah, Yeah, but I mean... There seems to be a very limited number of people who know slash remember that. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we saw that Keller didn't know until Archie admitted it to him. We saw that Weatherby didn't know. And, again, to me, I'm like, okay, if you're looking at suspects, the suspect had to know about Grundy. And that's a small number of people. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh... yeah,
3: well, yeah, because even last season, like, that wasn't a secret that was known on a grander scale. They
0: outed Archie it at and the Grundy- Grundy.: How yeah. Cooper would have known., yeah. But yeah, they, yeah.
3: But, at the sa- but at the same time, it's not as if Archie was Grundy's only victim.: Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. But... They
3: hinted that Jason Blossom was one of the victims. Clearly, she was with another dude. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah, like, it, when, might, it might be one of those weird open secrets that like everyone in town knows that this teacher's awful.
0: But when yeah. Grundy died and was killed, I would assume oh. the fact that she did something with Archie might have been in the news articles. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they wouldn't name him because he's a minor.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah and I mean, the, the, again, it wouldn't be in the news articles because it's not a matter of record. Even if people ostensibly know it, if yeah. Keller didn't know it, then it's not something that's going to be a matter of record. Yeah, but I do
3: think well, in... as, as we learn Alice isn't, as we've learned, Alice isn't really concerned with keeping things that are not a matter of record out of her paper. That's true.: <laughs> It's true her, ju- her, ju- her journalism skills are like both terrifying and heroic.
1: Yes, It's better like, than I respect.
0: Well, oh, I was going to say, Danvers. she's the
1: grown-up version of what of Kara Danvers from Season 2. Like, <laughs> just doing wildly irresponsible things and then getting angry at Snapper for firing her.
0: I'm here from Karadanvers.com.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, so uh, this
0: episode, we also man. got the first uh, appearance of Fangs Fogarty, sort of. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Get the Fangs name,
0: Yeah, we didn't get to see his teeth, but...
1: No, no, we were talking before we started recording that I kind of wonder if in a future episode we'll see that, like, during the rumble he got his teeth knocked out or something, and so he's going to have some kind of dental work uh, after this. And that's why people might call him Fangs, because during his initiation into the gang, this is what happened.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, and I also, I'm really curious what his relationship is with Penny Peabody, it's like, they, in the comics, they're like, the only thing Penny is really known for is being tied to Fangs Fogarty. So I'm like, he's obviously way younger than her, but I don't know what, if there would be anything there.
3: I I, I mean, I, my immediate thought when I was watching is like, there has to be something there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be introducing the two of them this close together.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, I can never tell with this show. Mm-hmm. And she's also like 20 years older than him.
2: Exactly. And it that
1: does, could be it a does mom. kind of get into that. That's true. Could be his mom. Uh, and in that case, maybe his dad is the Fangs Fogarty that we all know.
3: Oh. Ah. So he, he's a little fangy? Yeah,
1: little yeah. Fangy. You
0: also haven't seen Little Ambrose. It's true. He it was mm-hmm. another character from the Little Archie
1: comics from yeah. the South Side. But yeah, I mean, one of the things that's super weird here is the idea of like building up this civil war between the two kind of parts of town and like. Even if you are, even if that's your thing, and you're like, okay, yeah, totally down for like civil war, like there were some things that just make no goddamn logical sense in the dialogue in this episode, Mm -hmm. where he's like, yeah, I think the serial killer is an okay dude because the people he's killing are people I personally dislike. (laughs) Like, I don't know, man. I I don't know how many people talk like that.
3: I mean, listen, even even if he's killing people you don't like, serial killers are never okay dudes. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's just, yeah, there, there, were, there was a few moments like that where I, was, I thought, uh, I don't know if this is the response normal people would have to a killer.
1: Yeah, I also felt like uh, Tony's, the, like, the like, weird political back and forth with Tony and Betty, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was strange. It was kind of politically incoherent. And I don't know if that was intentional or if it was incoherent as a function of them trying to both sides everything and just not doing a great job of it. But, I don't know, the whole, like, mishmashing up, like, class and race and white privilege and blah, 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 and kind of trying to make all of that happen in the span of, like, four sentences. It was just, like is this just like the two of them shouting buzzwords at each other which again i don't know maybe that's intentional it's like they're they're spouting off a youtube comment thread at each other see and yes
3: that 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 is i feel probably a deep an uh, interesting way of looking at it cuz i again i am not a teenager mm-hmm. i do not know how they interact but it felt very mm mhm mm mhm and, I, and I'm, I'm wondering if that, that was what they were
1: going for. Again, I kind of hope so, because to me, it felt muddled. And if it you was know. intentionally muddled, then that's a much better thing than we were trying to say something and got lost in the weeds.
3: <laughs> we were trying to say something, then we realized, we don't know how to say this. <laughs>
1: But, uh, yeah, let's see. Anything else uh, that we are missing? Uh, I, I, liked, I, I liked Fred in this episode. Uh, he got very little screen time, but... Um, oh, oh! I liked Fred for the way he handled the, the video thing with Archie. But the other thing I want to absolutely make sure to mention, because I thought it was fucking essential, is Kevin Keller just going, You're in high school! Not the FBI. What are you thinking? (laughs) Like, when did Kevin become the audience avatar?
2: Kevin was just so good. Between that and the line with Tony, and then when he goes, oh, it's okay, I rejoined redstatemeetup.com, or whatever it was. Yeah. (laughs) Everything he said this episode was just great.
0: Yeah, I feel like Casey is another one of those actors who I think... The more he's given to do, the better he's getting in the role. Again, yeah, not that yeah. he was ever bad. No, but, no, I agree
1: totally. That's a, yeah. a really good way of looking at it. And I mean, no, it's, I, I will say, it's very much like Archie, uh, the character development makes him more relatable and likable, mm-hmm. yeah. which yeah. then feeds into a better performance, I think. I don't think it's entirely one-sided on either side of that.
0: Because yeah. season one, most of what he was doing was always just reacting like, oh my god, to everything. And that was mm-hmm. about all he did. Mm-hmm. Except for in the premiere. But, you know. <laughs>
3: yeah, but he, but if I'm being honest, even his reactions in season one were some of the better like nuggets oh, yeah. of every episode he popped
2: up in. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, I oh, love yeah. the fact that they haven't lost that. Even, like, they're expanding his character to making him a yeah. bigger and better character. But they also haven't lost those little bits of magic. where you're like, oh, Kevin, you're funny. Yeah. yeah,
1: which I think is is interesting because I do think we've kind of touched on this briefly a couple of times throughout the last few episodes. But I, I do think that as they're evolving Reggie, they are losing kind of who he was in his first few appearances last season. Because mm-hmm. the version of Reggie that's going to be a major supporting character is very different from the version of Reggie that was around for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And from New York. New York. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but so I think it's it's interesting to me to look at kind of those two characters as a dichotomy and be like, both of them are getting so much more screen time and much more to do, and they're much more interesting. But along the way, Kevin still feels internally like it's like the same character, mm-hmm. yeah. just expanding, whereas Reggie, it feels like they're kind of rebooting him a little bit.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, which season are we going to get Josie in every episode?
1: Like I said, I I think Josie, I think Josie's going to be around more this season. But I do think like I don't know, I the way that they've constructed Josie and the Pussycats as like local celebrities, Mm -hmm. it doesn't. I miss them when they're not around, but it doesn't bother me that they're not in every episode because it's not super realistic that the local celebrities would be slumming it with like Archie and the gang every single week.
3: Fair. plus, I mean, like Archie, Betty, Veronica, and Jughead are sort of the core four, so of course you 're going to have them there every week, like like in high school, I had my core group of friends, and then people who kind of came and went depending on the day,
1: yeah, so I get why they're not there yeah, and again, like it, I do miss them when they 're not around, but it doesn't I know that there are some people who it really bothers, and there there are definitely some people who. Like have kind of raised the separate issue of because those are the the major characters of color that every time they disappear the town becomes that much whiter.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so I totally get those critiques, but in terms of the world that they've built it makes sense that we don't see them every week. So maybe what they need to do is find somebody else who does show up more often who can fill some of those parts. Yeah. Like Tony. There you go.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: but uh yeah How i can't uh, i can't think of anything else that really i wanted to touch on i
3: Could have a theory
1: can i can i tell you guys my
3: my super weird crazy not real theory
1: absolutely Sheriff Keller. Yeah.
3: archie is the black hood now listen
0: <laughs> okay. no. no
2: yeah let me uns- Again, let me it.
3: unschool it. this for a second the only, like, granted, I, But that said, I think the killing or the shooting of Fred was a botched robbery. The only mm-hmm. one who actually saw this dude's eyes is Archie. Everything we know about the Black Hood is from the memory of Archie. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's, maybe he's lying. Who knows? He has a gun he can go around capping people he cl- like he clearly makes terrible decisions all the time <laughs> who who knew Betty when she was accusing uh, the Nancy Drew code book Archie I'm just saying I, it I will say it's, I don't know I buy it, I, buy it.
1: I, I will say I I don't actually think I, I buy it per se but I do think that it's interesting that you know, the only other person who said anything about the Red Hood's eyes was Moose, and that came literally at Archie's prompting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When Archie said, hey, and he had those eyes, right? Ugh.
3: Archie. That said, Uh um, I fully expect (laughs) whoever the Black Hood is to fish Archie's gun out of the lake, uh, do something terrible with it, and then get it pinned on Archie. (laughs) Actually, I did. That's the last we'll hear of that gun.
1: No, especially yeah. the thing that I find really interesting uh, in terms of the thing with the gun is the narration gave you a, a like a context clue that wasn't spelled out <laughs> completely for you, which is that you know when the black hood said, "I'm going back to where it all began," and mm-hmm. Betty went back to. Oh, yeah. The the, the, the Jubilee. Oh, oh. And then Jughead in the narration echoed that back. And it was not explicit. He didn't say that it had to do with the Black Hood. But when Archie and Veronica returned to the bridge, so they're at Sweetwater River where the show began and where Jason Blossom And, and where, where, the,
3: where, like, where, yeah, it's where the dark side of Riverdale
1: began. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, to me, I'm just like that little bit of echoing that Jughead did. I'm like, oh shit, that's a really cool clue that they just laid on us in a really kind of clever way.
3: Because mm-hmm. Archie did it.
1: <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm, I'm very engaged with the the mystery this season, and I'm really interested to see when we're gonna get some major clues.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, and I, I do like the fact that, you know, okay, again, you're taking a lot of your titles from slasher movies, and so a lot of these, like, the, the movies that they're echoing, the identity of the killer doesn't matter. Like, the, the killer is a force of nature. Right. And so I do like the fact that while we are all focused on this mystery, the, the mystery may or may not matter all that much, and the other stuff that's going on that the Black Hood is creating a cover for could end up being kind of the real juice of this.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I love, I love how urgent it all is, because if we look back at season one, the mystery was who killed this kid you know, six to eight months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the mystery is people are dying now. Whoever's yeah. doing this is still out there. We don't know what their true motivation is. We don't know who they are. We just know that everyone is currently in danger. Yeah, And it makes for something more enticing mystery when you have that urgency of like, oh god, who's next?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, uh, again, I haven't seen past four. You have. Um, I, I think that we might very well see another week of like terror coming soon. Mm-hmm. Because I think that episode two when it ended with Moose and Midge getting just the shit blasted out of them. It was like, holy crap, this is not a safe situation. And Mm -hmm. in the last two weeks, we've been constantly reminded that it's not a safe situation in dialogue, but we haven't been shown that it's not a safe situation in any meaningful way. So I kind of feel like uh, that's got to be coming.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: the anticipation of that's got to be coming is almost like better than it actually happening especially because as we kind of talked about two weeks ago there is an extent to which most characters on this show are functionally safe Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah so the anticipation of something terrible happening is almost better than something terrible actually happening because half the time it's going to be like moose and midge where it'll get undone within like three minutes of actual screen time from when it happens
3: well, anticipate no more. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what happens in episode 5. They reveal the killer, and it is Vegas the dog. Oh! <laughs> Twist, right, guys? I baited you with the Archie thing.
1: <laughs> no wonder, no wonder, Hot Dog. Vegas has green eyes. It's true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the, uh, this is going to be our Jughead the Hunger season. Boy, Into it. Into it. But, uh, yeah, any final thoughts before we wrap up? The show's actually about to start airing on the East Coast, and so I can start prepping this to publish. Uh,
3: I loved it. I I thought it was a great episode. Uh, It wasn't... It it was paced very well, which has been one of my complaints this season, that it hasn't been Mm -hmm. paced the best. I thought this one was paced really well. I was intrigued and hooked throughout without being like, wait, what just happened? Because they were throwing stuff at me too fast. So good, good effort, everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I thought it was did a really good job with the danger and also just like Archie just being an idiot but still being intense. I like that.
1: <laughs> My thing is I feel like, and again, kind of going to the idea of, of slasher movies and this kind of thing, I, I'm not enjoying watching the show in the same way that I was last year. Last year when it was like a nighttime soap and everything was fun and sexy and kind of over the top, it was just like, it was decadent and it was so much fun to just like sit back and and turn my brain off to an extent and watch it. Uh, This season, there's a sense of like urgency and intensity and unease that makes me kind of uncomfortable watching it. But then when I like sit down and spool back through it in my brain, I'm like, man, that was a lot better than I thought it was.
3: Mm-hmm. How about you, Jenna? What do you think?
1: Um,
2: I completely agree with everything y'all have said. I will say my only one note that I was kind of happy about. A couple of weeks ago, or I guess whenever the last week when the first letter came out, I had mm-hmm. mentioned in our work Slack, I was like, wait, there's this killer that like happened in real life where he published a letter in the local paper and he said, that he wouldn't attack people if they had jazz playing in their house House? and then i was like that's really weird that that's kind of similar and then that killer was mentioned in this in jughead's narration in the beginning of the episode and i was really pleased with myself i was like i knew a thing and that was what they were going for awesome (laughs) i was really excited about that
1: all right well why don't we go around the circle we can start with jenna and uh where can people find you on the internet
2: all right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at hey it's Jenna Lynn. Um I also co-host Delicious Flavor, a psych rewatch podcast with Russ. Um, that's kind of part, part of how I got roped into being on this episode. And I also host a movie podcast called Tomato Tomato. So if you go to my Twitter, you can find all the information for that.
0: I just followed you.
2: Awesome. I
1: will follow you back. I'll follow you when
0: I get to my comp- my other computer. Cool. I'm
1: hearing chimes in Whatever. the background as you guys yeah. do that. Huh. <laughs> ha We did it! All right, Chris, where can people find you on the internet?
3: Uh, I am at Chris Hayner, C-H-R-I-S-H-A-Y-N-E-R. That's Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, oh, at Waterworld Photos on Instagram. The best stuff you'll ever look at on the internet. And, yeah, just pay attention to Twitter for what I write, because it's kind of spread all over the place
0: and blah, blah, blah. Craig, I love, I love uh, you, can, sales you, you can find me at KSiteTV.com Green Arrow TV, Flash TV News all those places I have a Riverdale Twitter account at RiverdaleTV that's where I post uh, links to this very podcast that you're listening to
1: and
0: yeah I guess that's it for now
1: Alright you can follow me on Twitter at, at Russ Burlingame R-U-S-S-B-U-R-L-I-N-G-A-M-E Or at ECV underscore podcast, which is the Emerald City video podcast where myself and some people who used to work at a video store with me like to talk about movies. Uh, One of those movies uh, in the next couple of weeks is going to be When a Stranger Calls, which is actually the title of Chapter 18 of Riverdale. That's coming next week. And we totally, totally failed to mention the fact that this episode ends with Betty getting a phone call from the Black Hood.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: That's When a Stranger Calls. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, and <laughs> at to my hal- to my hell theory uh, what is the twist the best known twist in the history of horror movies from when a stranger calls the dad calls? call all is coming from inside the house
2: oh mm-hmm. Look at So you. we'll leave you
1: with that we will be back next week to talk about that episode and thank you so much for listening you can rate review and subscribe to us on iTunes on Podbean on Stitcher and are we on various Stitcher? other places. Are we, on we are now. Yeah, I just
3: got. I just got Stitcher. It's it's fine.
0: I'm still mad. Freeform canceled Stitcher. Oh wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> that's, how,
3: that's Stitcher's. Come on.
1: Well, yeah, I tried, but, <laughs> but yeah, you should you should ask, and... rate and review and talk about this show. You can also follow Archie Digest Pod in addition to the Riverdale TV uh, account. Or go to facebook.com slash archie digest podcast uh, or archie Archie So we are are expanding our our reach on the internet so that you can more easily find us. And next
0: week, uh, Russ and I will be on set.
1: That's true. Hopefully, we'll we'll be posting some pictures. We're going to be recording season five, uh, or episode five, earlier than you guys will hear it. Because on Sunday, we're going to be leaving for Vancouver. I won't That's
3: be there, and I'm spirit. sad about
1: it. <laughs> we are sad that you're not going to be there. But we will make wow. sure to to have you there in, in spirit. I was going to so, say, yeah, say... just
3: there... put a picture of me on a
1: cardboard on, like, a stick. Maybe I'll, maybe <laughs> I'll put it in your
0: No, but I was going to say, you know, they do have a sign in the studio, no one with awesome hair, but then I remembered that Cheryl's there. So. That's true. Is
1: There's a awesome lot of good
3: there. hair on that show, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right, so thank you everybody for listening and check back next week for When a Stranger Calls.